Welcome back, Drew. Back. I know. It's been like six years. or. This is the Caveman Media Podcast. Um, we took a little couple extra days to put out this podcast. Drew has been out for two weeks now, so welcome him back. Good to have you back, buddy. Um, buddy. Not two weeks, just one you show. Were. It's been nice we without you. What was Drew doing? Let's let's make up something funny that Drew was doing. <coughs> Practicing his pullout game. Practicing his pullout game. I can live with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what that means, make sure you stay tuned for the bloopers. Yeah. It might be I weak. Think we everybody might know knows in, what that means. We might know in four to six weeks what how my pullout game is. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome in. We're back. This is the Caveman Media Podcast. We appreciate you. Got a heavy, heavy show for you guys. Make sure you subscribe, heavy. rate, and review. To this podcast, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. I think that's our main focus right now. It's Apple Podcasts and YouTube. That's essentially where you guys listen. Our YouTube numbers are freaking awesome. Our YouTube numbers are... Feels good. Feels good, right? Swell. Swell. It's Could swell. be better. Could be better. Absolutely. Always room for improvement. Uh, make sure you guys send us any questions you guys have for the show. Any recommendations. Hey, Matt. Do you have any idea what our YouTube numbers are? They're doing swell. They're doing swell, <laughs> like Connor said. So it's make sure you check out caveman-media.com, caveman-media.com to check out our website. You can check out the podcast, YouTube, all that stuff on there, as well as all of our merch. Um, we still got bucket hats. We still got T-shirts. We still got tank tops. It's still hot outside. Um, and we'll have new stuff coming this fall for sure. YouTube giveaway. We talked about YouTube. YouTube giveaway. You guys, you guys know about the YouTube <clears throat> giveaway? Yeah, I'll, I'll hundred bucks. It for you. I'll explain it for you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give away one hundred dollars when we get to one hundred subscribers. We're currently sitting at, I believe, seventy-two subscribers, so we're twenty-eight away. We're right there to giving away that two hundred dollars. So all you gotta do, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and then leave your cash tag, whether it's Cash App or Venmo, in the comments <clears> of any of our videos, and we will give you one hundred dollars if you win. So speaking of YouTube, how many likes? That's what I'm checking right now. Okay. We didn't make I it. I forgot. We didn't make it. Let me look. Um, there seven. wasn't a time limit we on it. We made it halfway there. We have 30 likes. <laughs> 30 oh. likes. So last week, I said I would shave my head, Mr. Clean, skin bald, if we got 65 likes <clears> on that video. We didn't make it. So I'm safe. I want to do it, though. So if you want to go back and like that video and get that's 65. That's what I'm saying. There ain't no time limit on it. If you There's haven't no liked limit. it, go like it. Dude, Seven Chelsea's got one of those... It's not a straight razor, but it literally takes you to where you could use like a razor you shave your face with. So I'm down. We can hook will, you up. I will do it. So just make sure you go back and like last week's video, and I'll shave my head and boom. Yeah, I listen. I heard Matt talk about a bikini. I'm like, I'm gonna get the password and delete that video before we got to see Matt in a bikini. A hundred likes, and you can see Matt in a bikini. Yeah, so, that was I mean, a one that's week. That's up to you guys. If you want to get to 65 and just kind of stop, that's fine you want matt in a bikini that's 100 likes so or subscribe to you. his only fans i am on only fans <laughs> just Are like you? everybody else yeah, he's joining yeah. the trend so this past weekend the boys and i minus drew went <coughs> down to gatlinburg tennessee and had a hell of a time right hell of a time yeah it was great it convinced me it was great what you sounded like it sucked. <laughs> so it was, no, it, was, it, was, it was really good. We stayed up in a cabin. That was the first time that I've ever stayed up in a cabin, like, up in the mountains. So that was pretty we sweet. We were up there. I mean, we were – there was no more up from where we were. So, I mean, it was yeah, pretty it took sweet. took, like, 15 minutes to get out of the mountain. Yeah. So you're, like – and then the drive there. <laughs> I, I, uh, you're like. I was about to say how far it took us to get up the mountains like Matt did. And then I jogged my memory of the yeah. terrible we, drive we to get a, there. We got the a worst drive real quick. ever. Yeah. So it, it, Gatlinburg is what? Five, five and a half hours. Like five five, half, I think six. it's right at five. Five and a half. It's Something right like at five if you don't drive. It, like. It's five, but it takes you an hour to get through yes. fucking Pigeon Forge in true. Gatlinburg. True, true. So, five and a half hours, we'll call it. Anyway, it took us about eight hours just to get to Pigeon Forge. Yeah. It was fucking brutal. Connor kept trying to reroute us, and it, was it got like worse and my, worse. No, I did not do anything. <laughs> I followed my GPS. Terrible accident on 75 somewhere in the middle of Kentucky with some semi-trucks or something. And we Fatal. had to get off the highway onto these windy, small, narrow roads. And it was brutal. It took one. us like 45 minutes once we hit traffic to get off the highway. Yeah, so eight hours it took us to get to Pigeon Forge. Yeah, that was, that was fucking pretty brutal. Awful, yeah. I will say that was, it was brutal, but it got better. We had a beautiful cabin. We had a beautiful view. I will we drank say, a lot though. We cold beer. 
uh, Taylor, Cody's wife, did say I was a better driver than him on the way down. I think she did. She did. She definitely did. Hmm. I can get a quote. I think that's only the only reason she said that was because I was the one that had to end up driving through all the windy shit. So I'm pretty sure I drove through most of it. Not fair. Um, So yeah, Gallenberg vlog will be coming up soon, right, Connor? By Friday. Friday. All right. Holding you to it, Friday. So tomorrow. If you're listening on today. Yep, it'll be out tomorrow. Uh, so what? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know one of the toughest <laughs> things to do? The toughest things to do? Play golf. That? For Matt, yes. But when you go on vacation, <clears throat> and like the day before you go vacation, you got one more day of work left, and then you go to vacation. You're like already in vacation mode. Yeah, and it's the longest day it's humanly the longest day, possible. Yes. But it's so hard to get out of vacation mode when you come back home. And it just, I mean, real life just... Slaps you right in the face. I always get super depressed at oh, the day so after vacation. Yeah. yeah, so depressing. You know, I've I haven't been on vacation in a long time or anything, but but you can relate. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, it's horrible coming back from vacation. You know, people say the Sunday scaries. And oh yeah. Oh, uh, when you get Sunday back, Sunday scaries, Sunday scaries, scaries times ten when you yes. come back from vacation. What's That's Sunday why we scary? always go Saturday to Saturday. That way you have Sunday to chill. <laughs> That's why I took Monday off when we got back on Sunday, and I'm like, all right, I still got another day. Yeah. So it was nice. It was a good time. Check out the vlog coming soon. Um, let's get into today's show. We've got, obviously, we've got our beer review. We're going to have a table segment. We've got Ranger Time. I've got a game for you guys. And breaking news, actually. We didn't even announce this. I have some breaking news, too, real quick. I'll go first. Breaking news <laughs> that we can't tell you, so tune yeah. in. <laughs> tune in next time. <laughs> we did do that to you guys last week. But this week, we actually do have some breaking news. At the end of this podcast, we are going to have... Former Jets scouts on the show, Daniel Kelly. So that is coming to you guys soon. Just listen to the podcast. That'll be at the end of the podcast. Connor, what are you breaking today? Uh, my breaking news is that my friend Colton is stopping by, and I was thinking we're just going to throw him a mic. Cool. Sweet. Hell of news. Hell of news. Yeah. Breaking, that breaking news. Like 30 seconds news. ago, text message, yep. breaking news. Yep. All right. You should so, have done that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Let's do a beer review, shall we? Let's. Is, that is that what we're doing? Let's do the beer review. Let's do it right now. Um, Matt, like every week, supplies the beer that we review. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see him slide over to the refrigerator. Oh, so slide back with some beer. I believe it was Tyler gave the cigar. Are these twist offs. I got. Oh, what a hell of a problem that would be. Yeah. I got you, boys. If not, oh, they're not. I'll show you how. Yeah, oh, come here. Oh, Don't break my fucking table. Bring them over. Let me guys show you how a real man pops a tab on a beer. Give them to me. I see my belt buckle. Hey, let's make a beer tapper. There's a, there's a thing on the fridge, actually. So Drew's, Drew's popping our beers open for us. Thanks, Dad. Um, this is our beer <laughs> review. Like I said, Matt supplies welcome, the beer son. for each week's <clears throat> beer review. Today we have a Samuel Adams Boston Lager. I'm not excited about this one. I know I shit on every beer we drink, but I'm not excited about this it one. It is distinctively complex and balanced, if you were wondering. Well, first off, Boston, terrible city. No, yeah. dude. Go Celtics. You know, beating the shit out of the Sixers. I'm for it. 30 IBUs. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. No I'm, I'm not. IBU. Has anybody tried a, a, a Samuel Adams? In yes. Life? You have. Oh, yes. my God. This exact one? Take Once a, take a bunch a of times. Smell test. I'm a big Smells fan. Fine. Smells good. I'm a big That's fan, it. so. It smells like clank piss. Some, yeah. some Let's clink them. Clinky clack. Hey, Wednesdays are for the boys. Cheers, boys. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really good. Okay. It's yeah. Pretty good. It's okay. delicious. Surprising. <clears throat> better I love than, better them. than you thought, Connor. Better than I thought, but still not great. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> an IPA. You say that every single week. It's a Boston lager. It's what a the Boston fuck is lager. Indifferent? Boston. Boston. Um, the Sammy Adams. It's a lager. Shout out to Sammy Adams. Hell of a rapper, too. Oh, Sammy dude. Adams, yeah. I love college. I that love was a college. banger that's back in the Sammy day. Sammy Adams. Yeah, not, it was. It's not the same Sammy Adams. <laughs> not Sammy Adams. I don't know if that song is Sammy Adams. Sam Adams sings no. I Love College. Uh, or that's Asher Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sammy Adams sings some rap songs. So he does. We'll, he, play another... some, we'll play some for you at the end of the show. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but back when we were hooligans, we jammed to that. I know you. I can tell. You really know your stuff. Yeah. But anyway. the beer itself, um, let's give it a quick rating here. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Second sip. Is that your little Boston a little accent? S- a little yep. sour. I like though. it. It's dark. A it's, sour. A, it's a dark <clears throat> beer. I like dark beers. Um, sour. 
It's not, not sour. Not bitter. How about that? It's bitter, it's maybe, pretty, pretty but bitter. not not sour. I will give Hoppy. this beer... Hoppy? I don't know. Mine's I'll not give it a 5.9. 5.9? Five, five, oh, I'll go 6.9. 6.9, wow. <laughs> yeah, I give it a 7.4. I'm a fan, you like so... It. You like it. This is I'm, my favorite that we've tried so far. I'm going to go an 8. It's a good idea. There we go, Cody. Lazy boy. Oh, get some, Connor. I don't know this one. You know this guy, Cody, but you don't know anybody else. Oh, well, Co- oh, yeah, you can tell this is some something Cody would love. Oh, yeah, that's my jam. Crazy. All right, let's All move right. on. Jam right there. Sammy Adams. Cody, Cody's like, oh, I like rap music. Oh, yeah, who's your favorite rapper? Fucking Sammy Adams. <laughs> no, Mac, Mac Miller for sure. Oh, Mac go. Miller. Little Dicky. I All like right, Little Dicky. So that was this week's <clears throat> beer review. Let's get into our segment. Probably your favorite segment. segment. Bring it to the table. I'm going to go first because mine relates to what we just did there with the beer review. Oh, boy. So a new article has come out. I posted it um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook today. So supposedly we should stop drinking, guys. We should just... According to the Wall Street Journal... <laughs> False. False what? We should not, we should stop, not drink. stop drinking. Oh, I, I hear you. Um, but they said men are urged to limit alcohol to one drink a day amid new concerns. Why just men? Um, that's a good question. Apparently women can have two drinks per day is what, ah. what I read. Have you seen uh, all this aluminum can stuff? So apparently like the quarantine. So everybody was drinking pop and beer and stuff at home instead right. of at the bar drinking bottles. Right. So there's like a severe aluminum can shortage across. Interesting. So there's a I know shortage for everything. Like Truly's is not even they're not even producing right now because of the aluminum shortage. Put them in something else. So speaking of shortages, uh, you guys bags. know the coin shortage. I don't understand. I think that it's bullshit. fake. It's I, bullshit. I think it's so uh, we'll use right, our credit sorry. card to yeah. make. I was us. at speaking of the coin shortage. I was at Kroger the other day, and no they way. wouldn't they wouldn't let me pay. All I have is cash on me, and I forgot my wallet at home. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, they said we are strictly card only right now. Wow. I'd be like, fuck you, I'm taking my check. I was trying to get a 12-pack of Bud Light. That's it? So I think we're all good on uh, fuck the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, they don't even, they're not a legit source. This is my my only beer today. We know somebody from the Wall Street Journal's listening, so fuck you. Yeah. Write a a different article. Fuck that. Nobody needs that shit. (laughs) Uh, we don't need like, wow, yeah, a okay. bunch of grumpy old men. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't need no negative. Yeah, we don't need no negativity in our lives. Tell us how that's the case. I like somebody commented on it today and said, if that's the case, I'm drinking all seven on Saturday. See, so, like, somebody like Matt you. had to have written that article because that's the only thing I come up with. Just a douchebag like Matt. You know, Drew, it was nice when you were gone. And then. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't seen Drew in two and a half weeks, and Matt walks in and Drew. Fuck you, Drew. On, Fuck you, on Instagram Live. Right so, so are you live and then took the phone from me and threw it? <laughs> so, dick. all right then, Matt. What, what are you bringing to the table today, Matt? Oh, it's on me? Yep, it's you right now. All right. You're well, up. um, how's everyone doing? Go ahead and type something in Google. Make something <laughs> up. Yeah, quick. for real. Did you table see, segment. Uh, uh, who made their comeback on Twitter this week or last week? Who's that? Twitter. No. Yeah, they so they tweeted for the first time. Last time they tweeted before last week was one twelve of two thousand fourteen. Wait, I think I did see this. So they popped up on Twitter and just said, "Hey, just checking in." Who is it? Blockbuster. Why? So they were live on Twitter for about six hours and they retweeted. Okay, we've seen enough. Checking out. <laughs> I heard so, on the radio that there's a blockbuster you there's, can say. Yeah. Is that what you're going to... Is that the, they were promoting... They, there's one last blockbuster. Yeah, I saw And the, you can... It's on Airbnb for $4 a night, but it's sold out for the rest of the year. So what you are you going to do? So the blockbuster, the blockbuster itself has, has closed down, but you have... Everything's like going to Blockbuster. Yeah, in the they 90s. have all the movies. I did see that. And it, you spend the night there. They have couches set up, big theater uh, rooms, and you're using VCRs. The, even like the Doritos and Coke cans are like back in the 90s. Well, that's pretty Can sweet. I just say, fuck Blockbuster. We need a holi- Hollywood video, dude. You remember when there was one was, by Kroger? Blockbuster yeah. was my shit, man. I, used to, I did more video, video games yeah. than I did. Absolutely. The fuck worst the was, though, when you used to get a movie and it wasn't rewound already. Oh, that was terrible. Okay. I never yeah. had a deal with VCRs. <laughs> Or, or you got the game or the DVD and it was scratched. Oh, and then you had to take it work. back. Yeah, that, that shit worked. And your parents are like, we aren't going back. Yeah. No, the and worst then, was you get home, you're ready to play, you open it, the fucking disc is 
didn't even end it. Stole it. Then you gotta go say, "Mom, my well, disc toward, is yeah. in." <laughs> Towards the end, they started keeping the game disc behind. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then their candy selection while you were checking out—that's where I always hurt my mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have to go up there with the case, and then they'd like. Yeah, file through five thousand games. Be like, oh, we actually don't have that one. Blockbuster. How about it? What do you got today, Drew? So, do you guys follow Burt Kreischer uh, on Instagram? Love nope. Burt Why do I know that? I don't. He's a I know the comedian. name. He's a stand-up comedian. I talked about with the shirt off. Cody oh, talks yeah. about him. Like he has six a podcast with Tom Segura, yep. dude. So he he'll just post random selfies of Tom Segura, like of them on Facetime, or whatever. The the one what was it three days ago? Jerked off on Facetime with Tom Segura like three <laughs> minutes ago, <laughs> and then like the last one. Congrats to my bestie Tom Segura on a successful last band, lap band surgery. You are brave. Get some rest, my king. Yeah, no. If you oh, guys, dude, it's so funny. If you don't listen to Two Bears One Cave, you're not. Oh, living. that part. Oh, really, it is so I mean, it funny. Is insanely funny. The game that we are gonna play later today was inspired by that podcast. I literally listened to their newest podcast today, and they played <clears> a game, and we are gonna play the same game. So on we're this just podcast. what ripping people off now. They told us, they, they literally, if you listen to the podcast, you would know. They said, I want you guys to play this game. <laughs> they said, Caveman Media, play mm. this game. Exactly. But it, seriously, no. Burt Kreischer is one of the funniest people Oh, no, on dude. He earth. is so funny. Connor, what do you got today? All right. So we all know Mr. Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, he Once tweeted out, uh, I think this was yesterday, Cody's birthday. Happy um, birthday, tweet, by the way. It's just the middle of the ocean, oh, and there's a parachute. And there's this little pod just falling to the earth. And this giant-ass boat with a net catches it. And it's, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's something from the space shuttle that just gets sent down to earth. And anyway, you can watch it. The music is phenomenal in the background, too. All right, so we're watching it. That makes it super not interesting. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know, it's just... That thing falls from so, space. Have and you, they not, catch have it you on not a seen boat. that before? So when the ship goes up, right before it hits the atmosphere, yeah, part they of drop it, the thing. Yeah, part of it breaks off, and then the the ship. I is thought it just landed smaller. fucking wherever. I didn't know they caught it with a boat. Yeah, they always. Yeah. So speaking on that subject, <gasps> did you see when the space capsule landed? <laughs> so that Coast Guard or whoever went and like sectioned the area off. So like I don't know why, but that's just what they did. Like. So they ran people out that were out boating, partying, whatever. Well, these people came in, and I guess it was releasing toxic fumes because obviously it just came through the atmosphere. And these people, like, just, you know, you and me out on a boat were swarming the space capsule when it hit in the Gulf of Mexico. And the coast, and it's international water, so the Coast Guard can't really do shit about it. Right. So there's just tons of boats, like, swarming the space capsule as it landed it in lands the water. It lands in the Gulf? Yeah. Hmm. Yo, isn't international international waters like wild? You can just go out there. And yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So it's nobody's surprisingly, jurisdiction. it's not far off the coast. It's yeah, it's like, like when you go deep sea fishing or like in Florida, we used to do the casino boats. You couldn't game. You can drink, but you cannot gamble until you hit international waters. Yeah, yeah, I watched a video on it. Like two miles out is the whatever country, and then farther than that is like some other. Well, I don't know what they call it, but yeah. It's basically regulated by nobody. Nothing, right. yeah. Literally nothing. Which, I mean, it's kind of impossible <laughs> to regulate. you imagine how many bodies are dumped out there? Oh, man. Yeah, that's where decks are used to Yeah, that was bodies. a weird way to yeah. take that. I'm but just saying. I'm just saying. Still, yeah. Cody's like, I'm going to kill so you. Take week, you to international waters. Last week, we teased, like, huge breaking news. I was very excited about it. I got a little bit ahead of myself because Matt told us we weren't allowed to talk about it. But now I think we can talk about it because, obviously, Matt changed his... Instagram name, if you didn't already see that, um, he is now I don't know how Matt many people. At, he's at Matt the Popo. Yeah. He is no longer Matt the Ranger, which I'm pretty sad about because Matt the Ranger just rolls off the tongue now. Well, I was thinking Rowdy Randolph, but then he had to go do something so, stupid like that, which ooh, isn't surprising. I, like, I wonder if that. So we've said that to you multiple so Ranger times. Time, Ranger time is officially dead, so we will need to come up with a new segment. Hashtag Cody killed Ranger time. This time I did not. He did. Kill I, nope. Time. Cody inspired. Uh, yeah, Cody inspired to Matt. Can Go we ahead, just Matt. play the intro to Cops? <gasps> since yeah. Cops Tell isn't a thing it. anymore. Bad boy, bad boy. <laughs> what you want? Sorry. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's too far. So Matt, uh, just uh, I mean, if you can't pick up on what we're talking about, I I'm leaving the Ranger field and going back to a field. more 
traditional municipality police department. We won't drop the name of it. Good for you. No, that's good, man. Yeah. Um, sad that range about ranger time and Matt the ranger just like I said it just rolls off the tongue. So, we want you to send us new ads for Matt. So, what should his Instagram Twitter name be? What kind of police related Matt name can we yeah, come up we with? I'm not going to lie, Drew, so far I kind of like Rowdy Randolph. My only stipulation to this is I would like to have it be the same on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. So, it has that, to be available that, that's on both. Fair. That's fair. Very fair. We gotta come up with a new segment. It can't be Ranger time now. It's gonna Rowdy be Randolph six nine six nine. Whoa! So we, we will well. need to come up with a new segment name and a new at for Matt. I can so tell you, there's gonna be a, a lot things. more stories. Very where I'm going. Ash be at. Oh Matt. yeah, when you said <laughs> where you're going, yeah. I almost did it. It's a very. I'm like, oh fuck. Very urban. I meant area. to ask you that. What what the uh, the area? It's, it's a ghetto. It's a ghetto. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's going to be fun. On. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do in. now, we talked about it early in the show. Obviously, I took this game that we're about to play off of Two Bears, One Cave podcast. So this is a game for you three. So what we're going to do, I'm going to give you guys a subject. And you, it's going to start with Connor to Drew to Matt. And you're going to have to name as many as you can. Once it gets back to your turn, if you don't have a name, you're out. Whoever lasts the longest wins. The subject of today was presidents. Oh, fuck. So, there has been... I'll win this. There's been 45 presidents of the United States. So, it's going to start with Connor. He names a president. Drew names a president. Matt names a president. We just keep going around. Whoever gets their turn, they can't name a president. They're out. Phone's on the table. After that, that's that's <laughs> not on the table. That's not the end of the game. At the end of that first round, there's two rounds. At the end of that round, I'm going to say a name of a president that you didn't name, and you have to say that was a president or it wasn't a president. All right. How much you want to bet on this, Matt? Uh, I'll put fifty right now. On Drew me is very very confident. <laughs> I, I Matt, can name not four presidents. All right, so we'll start with Connor. Connor, name a president. Go. Uh, Trump. <laughs> Donald Obama. Trump. Obama. Barack Obama. Uh, George Washington. Good. Bush. George Bush. George Bush. Okay. <laughs> George Bush Sr. Good. Fuck. That was my next one. To Matt. The- Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, McKinley. <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln. Fuck, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously? Uh, Bill Clinton. Okay. Gerald Ford. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's Gerald Carter. Ford. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Okay. James Henry Carter. Henry Smars. Uh, no. <laughs> Henry Ford. Oh, really? George Ford. You're out that quick. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, you haven't even named half of the presidents. If they weren't alive. Are you out? Alive. Are you yeah, out I'm for done. real? You're out. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm out as well. I oh Kennedy. Are you kidding? Kennedy. Landon Johnson. Dude, George, um, you said George, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison. Jefferson was a Anderson, J- yeah. Andrew Jackson. Like, you guys didn't. Thomas even, Edison. Don't Abra- say you guys. I could have kept going for did fucking Did somebody say Abe Lincoln at least? Yeah, he said Lincoln. I said Lincoln. Bush, Lincoln, Obama, Trump. That's about it. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I mean, you guys were. Yeah. Uh, 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 quit saying you guys. Right, so here's what we're going to do. Two. So I'm Drew, gonna, Drew one round Drew one. Drew one round one. Um, Good job, Drew. And so what I'm going like to do next is I'm, I'm going to say a name. It could be made up or it could not be. I'm going to say a name, and you have to tell me if that was a president. All right? So okay. first one is Calvin Coolidge. Was that a president, or did I just make that up? False. I'm going false. True. That was the 30th president of the United States, Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Don't I act know. like you knew it. You I did said know true. that. I did know that. <laughs> It was, right. it was a That's 31st. why I let you guys say it, because I knew you were following my lead. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say another name, and you have to tell me if that was a president. The next one is Woodrow Smith. Woodrow Smith, excuse me. Woodrow Smith. Was that a president, or did I just make that up? False. Connor? <laughs> Wait, Andrew. <laughs> He was not a president. He was not a president. <laughs> not a president. You're right. It was Woodrow Wilson was the name that I made up uh, there. See, I didn't know Woodrow. All right. So next one that I've got for you guys is real or not real president, James Buchanan. False. 
I'm going to go true. True. James Buchanan was the 15th president of the United States of America. So I'm I believe up Drew's on got my... quite the lead here. Well, not quite. He's one up, but. All right. I should have got like 12 Matt. points for the first round. You guys named like two presidents I, I each. thought you guys would at least go a couple rounds on the Presidents, on that, so. that's the worst I mean, we topic. definitely went a couple. All right, so next one I've got for you. came next week with a new top. <laughs> oh, we are. Bullshit. We absolutely will. Um, so next one for you, real or not real, President John Tyler. Not real. Real False. or not real? False. John Tyler. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Was the tenth president of I did not know the United that States? John Tyler. He's got two first names. I will be honest. There is <laughs> like a, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, there is the a fuck? list here of forty-five presidents, and I mean, I, I definitely thought guys, there's been forty-seven. I can, if I s- hear the name, I can probably say yes or no. The majority. I did not know <clears> that one. I mean, if you, I mean, <laughs> some of the, Zachary Taylor. That was a president of the United States. I went States. to school with he a guy now. named Zach Taylor. <laughs> Isn't that the Zach Taylor's a fucking man, boys? I don't know what to tell you. Head coach <laughs> of the, of the, of the, of the like Cincinnati Bengals now. Oh yeah, yeah president, <laughs> the coach of the Bengals. So Talk I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this game up. If because you believe you can achieve, I mean the the amount of names that said. you guys left out. <laughs> I mean Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy. I feel like Nixon. Quit all of those names guys. were not mentioned. I didn't How get many the, presidents uh, were assassinated? Four. No, so uh, you have Kennedy, no three, um, Kennedy, Lincoln, Lincoln and and um, Reagan. Reagan, th- they tried, but he didn't die. He uh, did get shot. I mean, I can try to do some quick research for you, but it's so that three or game four. was called "How Dumb Are We?" and we will do a quick uh, and Connor uh, and Matt are pretty okay. fucking dumb. Subjective to the fucking topic <laughs> a of the game segment of "How <clears throat> Dumb Are We?" So How we will do that. Are we? we are not. Connor and Matt are. All right. You know what? Next week we're doing fucking four presidents stars. were assassinated. Okay. <laughs> four, so you got I, I was Garfield. Right. Garfield. Garfield. McKinley, Garfield. And JFK were the four. You're telling me Garfield is I after Garfield. president? Yeah. Roosevelt and Reagan were attempted assassinations. So. Attempted. There you go. Well, that's your weekly segment of How Dumb Are We? And Connor and Matt are dumb. pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to call, uh, like I said, it's former New York Jets scout at the NFL. He was a fan of football and got his way into the NFL. He wrote a book. Um, we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about much more. We're going to call him right now. Here we go. Hello, it's Daniel. Daniel, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Good to have you. All right, so we're welcoming on to the to the Caveman Media Podcast, former New York Jets scout, um, aspiring NFL GM, lifelong Redskins fan, and um, author of the most controversial book in sports, Whatever It Takes. So, first of all, just welcome on to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be on. Uh, thank you for having me. We appreciate you taking the time. And first of all, I just want to get just tell us a little bit about your story. So, you were a fan of of the game. And somehow you got yourself into the New York Jets organization. Yes, yes. It was an incredible journey. Uh, it started out when I was uh, growing up in Minnesota. Uh, it was a, it was, um, my parents actually had a, a football game. I was about eight years old, and they were big fans of the Minnesota Vikings, the hometown team. And, and uh, did, uh, it was, they were playing the Washington Redskins on, on an old RCA television in the corner of their uh, living room, and uh, to me, I was just magnetized to the game. I was magnetized specifically uh, to the Washington Redskins. I mean, I, I was love at first sight for, for an eight-year-old kid. I had the, the colors, the team, Joe Gibbs, the Hogs, RFK Stadium, the uh, just uh, you know Reagan's, uh, just everything about the team resonated with with who I was, and there, there was no looking back. There was no second favorite team. Uh, at that point, it was just it was just Redskins, 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 and, and I grew into it more and more, and became more and more passionate as the days, the weeks, months, and years to follow. Uh, how, how passionate did I get? The last of the Redskins won the Super Bowl my first season as a fan uh, when I was eight. They beat the Miami Dolphins in Super Bowl seventeen. Um, then the next year, they went back and lost to the Raiders in Super Bowl eighteen, and, and uh, I threw up and missed three days of school. So I was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty. <laughs> Bring into it, I guess you could say, uh, and, and just the passion, like I said, grew from that point. 
Um, you know, I was uh, my, my you know hurry birthday, Christmas, uh, every kind of uh, uh, you know mowing the lawn, you know, get some extra money around, you know, gathered. Um, I was buying something Redskins or receiving something Redskins for a gift. Uh, it, it got to a point where my entire bedroom was a Redskins shrine growing up in Minnesota, and uh, that's all I did. If I wasn't uh, if I wasn't thinking about the Redskins, I was talking about the Redskins. If I wasn't talking about the Redskins, I was daydreaming about them. If I was daydreaming, I was I was dreaming about them. And uh, you know, I, I was just fanatical. Um, you know, just just off off the charts uh, fanatical. And uh, you know, so I Daniel, started, t- uh, tell me this. Was- tell me this, real. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but so you were a well, die. Uh, so I, I personally, I'm a diehard Browns fan. I mean, it's tattooed on my legs. I have season tickets. I love the Cleveland Browns, just like you love the Redskins when you were younger. However, I don't know how I can get myself from sitting on this podcast to into the the facility in Berea as a scout in the NFL. So tell me how did you go from in Minnesota, fan of the Redskins to a scout with the New York Jets? Well what happened was just this burning passion that I'm alluding to just just you know I, I just I was all about football. I was all about skins and, and so I, I, I wanted to play but didn't get big enough to play. Um, I played one year of high school football. Was no good at it. I was the only kid on my team. In fact, not the letter. Uh, I didn't have enough playing time. I was so bad. I, I played by <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and uh, my parents at seventeen. You know, to get to your question, how I got in. It really started when I was seventeen. I, I found my my niche, if you will. Uh, my parents got me a book called uh, Tony Rizzano's Secrets of the NFL Scouts. And, and it was a book written by the uh, former 49ers uh, player personnel director, uh, Tony Rizzano, who was uh, with Bill Walsh throughout their, their dynasty in the 80s. And it was, I, I couldn't put it down. I, I read it you know, backwards, forward, sideways. I, I just couldn't put the book down. I analyzed everything that he said. And I was like, this is it. I want to be an NFL scout. So I started taping games right away. And, and I started watch, you know, taping, watching games, writing reports. Uh, for my senior year, I wrote a, uh, a 75-page report to send out to GM Charlie Catchley with the Redskins. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, check back after your first second year of college. You're still too young. Uh, you know, I barely passed through high school because I was so in love with football, failed all with small community college. Found myself at 21 years old working on Allstate Insurance, and there was an add-on uh, sports radio show that the first 32 callers call in. Uh, you know, come into the Minnesota Vikings team facility. You can represent a team on the air, mock draft. Um, I had nine open phone lines as an insurance agent, so I, I called. <laughs> I was, I was like crazy. <laughs> and uh, absolutely. And, and, and I ended up being the second caller. Well, that turned out to, you know, put me inside the Minnesota Vikings headquarters where I, uh, you know, I, I did, you know, did the announcement who the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I thought they would draft that year, Tony Boselli, which they ended up drafting. You know, the corner of my eye, I saw Tony Dungy. When he was the defensive coordinator of the Vikings, and I took all my old scout reports I did with the Redskins, presented them to him. He's like, "Hey, this stuff is pretty good. Why don't you come to my office next week to sit down and talk?" So I did that. That wow. turned into a six-month. Yeah, it was incredible. It really was. Uh, it was a six-six-month unpaid internship with with Coach Dungey. So the passion just just kind of carried me into this, if you will. You know, to, to you know, being you know there with with Coach Donji, and then I went into you know he when he left for Tampa Bay, I went back into the real world. I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door, bounced from job to job. I went through a really rough time, went through a big breakup. I got a big from my apartment, lost. I got my vehicle repossessed. It was a, it was a nightmare, and uh, you know I found myself suddenly working at Bank American Mortgage at 24. And I don't know if any of our listeners can identify with this, but you know I was like really, I was like you know what am I what am I doing here? You know, my, my dream is to be an NFL scout, and and and, and to me, it's it's better to go for it and, and give everything I have than wonder what you know what if. You know, it's it's you know like like we always like to on every Monday morning, you know, after the game, it's like, well, what if they would have done this, and what if they, you know, I, I did want to be that guy that always wondered what if, sitting on a bar stool someday, wondering you know what would happen had I had I gone for it. So I went for it. Uh, ideas start going through my mind. Hey, I got a little satellite dish. I get stopped the target by some pens and paper called Greg Peedies, subscribed to their college football package. And so I did. I worked uh, you know, all day at the Bank of America as a loan officer, and I moonlighted as a scout for, for seven months at night. And that turned into be an amazing time, an amazing project that actually resulted in me self-publishing a 350-page 1998 NFL draft report uh, that I paid twenty three hundred dollars, which is all the money I had at the time. Uh, you know, plus probably the next two paychecks. I spent another thirteen hundred dollars in credit 
And, and I personalized every one of these books, which included all my handwritten notes to prove to teams I didn't copy anybody or try to copy one of these Mel Kuypers or one of these types. And, and I sent these reports out overnight mail for another $1,300 on credit, uh, on a credit account. And I sent them out northeast, south, and west. My entire Chevy Blazer is filled with these books. And I put everything I had into it, all my time, all my energy, all my dreams, hopes, all my tears, blood, blood, tears, the whole thing. I mean, I, I put everything into this thing with absolutely zero, no guarantees. And and I sent it out as my quote-unquote resume, you know, with the rabbit ears, as my resume. The box was about 10 pounds. Each box was personalized. Every GM, head coach, and director of player person in the NFL. And I sat back and waited to see what the response would be. And that's when the call came from the New York Jets. Okay. So you get the call from the Jets. I'm sure you're freaking out. Um, and you're super excited. And you get this gig with the Jets as a scout. So tell me tell me quickly about what did you do with the Jets specifically? How long were you with the Jets? And, and what happened um, with the Jets? Well, I was with the Jets for four seasons from 1998 to 2002. Uh, I was hired on staff with, by uh, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. Uh, my direct boss was Scott Pielde, when I became NFL executive decade. Uh, of course, uh, Scott started group with the Cleveland Browns uh, way back in the day with, with Belichick and, and uh, Mike Lombardi and those guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was on staff with all of them. We had a star-studded staff. Um, I, I was a full personnel assistant my first two years, so I worked under Scott Pielde in the pro department uh, with JoJo Wooden, who's now the director of player personnel for the Chargers. And, uh, you know, so what, what I did primarily, um, the, the cornerstone of the operation was, was information gathering. So there was a ton of information gathering, a ton of the informational input into the Jet Scout computer system. And that's really the foundation of the whole post scouting department, uh, which was just information gathering. So and I, I worked also with so Mike Tannenbaum was on our staff as our contract negotiator. So I did a lot of research projects for Mike. Uh, Mikey Cheesy was known around the building, and uh, you know, for sour cap, because he always talked, you know, that, that you know, agents like to negotiate subjectively, and it's a club's responsibility to negotiate objectively. So it's just a lot of administrative work, a lot of stuff like that the first two years. Uh, third season was uh, they moved me into becoming the, uh, uh, when Pioli and Village had all the guys locked up with the Patriots, uh, they put me in a role as the uh, special team scout. I believe I was the first ever special team scout um, in, in the NFL. Um, and what that resulted in was another 350-page book where I analyzed every kickoff, kickoff return, pump, pump return of player in the NFL, and, and really developed a revolutionary system uh, that can, can uh, build the best depth in the NFL and also uh, field the best special teams in the NFL. That was an incredible project I worked on around the clock. In my fourth season, I was the uh, scouts of the other leagues, like the Canadian Football League, uh, you know, arena football leagues, uh, looking at different tapes that, you know, free agent guys, you know, street free agent guys will send in. And so that, that was my four years at the Jets. It was, uh, you know, working around the clock and football in different capacities. Uh, I worked with an amazing group of coaches and front office executives. And uh, it was just an amazing experience that I look back at very fondly. I, I can't even imagine what that would have been like to be inside the facility and, and that close with coaches and players and doing that work for, for the game that you love, the game that I love, too. So, Daniel. It was so, surreal. It so, was surreal. It, so, it really was. I mean, walking down the hallway and, and, you know, there's Bill Parcells. I mean, I watched growing up, you know, they put the Gatorade over his head. And, you know, I mean, Bill Bilicek walked right past me right before he opened up the door to the press conference. Where he said, hi, Dan. I said, hey, coach. And, he walked in and turned down the job and went to New England. I mean, you know, seeing Lawrence Taylor at practice, ourselves had about to talk to the guys. Joe Namath walked by me in the hallway. Uh, I went to the four straight NFL scouting combine. So Indianapolis walked right by Bill Walsh you know, when he's watching the quarterback throw in the end zone, sat next to Al Davis and Eric Dickerson in the stands. I mean, it was surreal. I mean, for a guy that was a football, I mean, that's what I am. And that's my story, whatever it takes, what it is. It, it's it's a, I think a fan, you know, so – so the fan didn't come out of me. I was still a big-time fan being inside the building. So being around all these guys, just it was surreal. I agree, and I, I couldn't even imagine. My, my guy, he yeah. Drew, has got a question here for you. Okay, so you name-dropped Belichick that you was on staff with the team you're working with. Is he as intense behind the scenes as he puts on in the media and everything else? You referring to Belichick right being the same behind the scenes? Yes. Is he as intense yeah. behind the scenes as he puts off on the media and everything else? Identical. 
Identical. <laughs> Identical. Yeah, he is what he is. What, what you see on TV is what he is behind the scenes. Uh, he's always uh, very focused, uh, very methodical, very monotone, uh, very deep in thought. Um, he's always, the wheels are always turning. Uh, very friendly. Uh, he was always great to me. In fact, he loaned me his vehicle for the first month I was at the job so I could find a place to live. Uh, you know, so, but yeah, absolutely everything you see, no excuses. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's what he is at the podium. And that, that's what he, that's what he is in the building. He doesn't offer any, he doesn't accept any. And, and, uh, he's just a, he's just a very, I mean, just being around him, you can just feel how smart he is. I, I, like I said, I, I can't even imagine. So tell me, I, w- I have a couple questions before we let you go. One, I want you to tell me about your book. Um, you said, I, I'm literally just reading your Twitter bio word for word. Um, author of the most controversial book in sports, whatever it takes. So tell me, tell me about the book, why you named it, whatever it takes, and why you said it's the most controversial book in sports. Absolutely, the book itself uh, it was. Uh, it took me ten years to write, uh, it, 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 and it was the most challenging project in my entire life. I, I found out after my time in the NFL, it was it was harder to uh, get a book published than it is to make it on into the NFL out of nowhere. Uh, it, it was quite a, quite a statement within itself. But you walk in Barnes and Noble, it looks like everybody and their brothers ran a book. It's an extremely difficult process. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a slam dunk with my experiences in the NFL. I had one literary, a famous literary agent call me from New York when I saw my book proposal. He said, listen, Dan, I, I like what you're trying to do. He said, but let me, let me level with you because you and Bill Parcells can write the exact same book. He's going to get published. Yours is not because everybody in the world knows who he is. Nobody has any idea who you are. Uh, the book was like putting together a hundred thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. It came together, even though I can type 90 words a minute, like I said, it took 10 years to write 130 revised manuscripts. And uh, it, it was really, um, you know, just an incredible process. Um, and and the, the process really began uh, way back in 1997, answer, uh, you know, the second part of your question. Uh, it was something where um, uh, right before I got into the NFL, my first wife, Ruth, actually gave me a keychain. Uh, she said, close your eyes, I got something for you. And she handed me a keychain and said, whatever it takes on it. And at the moment she handed me that keychain, uh, that the thought flashed in my mind that someday you're going to write a book by this title. And, and, and years later, I ended up, you know, writing the book, whatever it takes. So that, that's, that's the namesake of it. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, why it's called the most controversial book in sports, those are other people's sports, not mine. And so I just kind of adopted that, uh, you know, because I, as a person, am extremely controversial. Uh, everything I write, everything I do, uh, everything I write for Sports Illustrated, I've written for a number of online publications. I've written for Touchdown Europe. I've been on shows all over the world. And, uh, you know, a lot of times my the way I see life and the way I see football is radically different than anybody else sees it. And so a lot of times I'll say things uh, in the book uh, that, you know, people just, you know, will, will react to one way or another. So it's, 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 I've done that a lot. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to put it on because a lot of people say it's extremely controversial in some parts. And uh, a lot of people say it's a great story of perseverance. A lot of people told me it's given them hope to pursue their dreams. So I just kind of just I put that on there. Daniel, I respect it so much, and in you, I mean, you're inspiring me just sitting here listening to your story and how much work you put into it and never giving up and truly doing whatever it takes to get to where you want it to be. I feel like I'm cutting you short, and I want to have you on again to talk more because I want to talk to you about so much more with the NFL and details of your time with the Jets and, and even more about the current NFL and, and your thoughts on that and what you're doing. Um, but I, I, I truly appreciate you taking the time. One last question from you. Okay, so Cody here is a diehard Browns fan. I'm a diehard Bengals fan. Okay, so we got a little rivalry going on in our room here. So Joey Burrow, as a scout, what's your analysis of Joe Burrow? Is he the man or what? Well, I can share this with you. Now, I didn't have a chance to, uh, to write a scout report on Joe Burrow uh, because I, was, I interviewed with the Redskins last October. And I was caught up in auditioning for them and writing uh, 50 to 70 page advanced scout reports for the last nine weeks of the season last year. And that took all of my time, all of my effort, all of my energy. But I will share this with you. Um, my mentor is Lionel Vitale, uh, who's the, uh, the, the college scouting director of the Dallas Cowboys. And I talked to Lionel several times a week after the last 20 years. So he, he was Bill Chick's trusted uh, scout uh, for the, uh, for the uh, first three Super Bowls up in New England with Bill Jack. And he, he, he's, 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 he's
just to quantify what I'm saying, and, and he, he, he can't stop talking about Joe Burrow. Uh, he thinks Joe Burrow is the man. Uh, he thinks that he's going to, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to do a great job. And uh, what he points out is, 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 is his ability to read defenses and uh, the calls he can make at the line of scrimmage are, are much like a veteran even heading into the season as, as a rookie. Uh, you know, there was some talk, not from last, I'm just looking off script here for a minute, uh, but there was some talk if, if Bill Bilicek ever left. I've heard from people I know inside the league, if he ever left New England, the most intriguing job in the league to him at this point is coaching uh, Joe Burrow at, at, um, at quarterback. So that, wow. that's something, so, Let's go. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah, going there as the head coach. Uh, and, and if that was we'll take him. Right. give him a position, if they were to give him a position where he would be, and now again, this is just me. This is not Lionel. This is just me talking. So please understand what's coming from. These are people I know inside the league. But, you know, if, if it was a situation where they gave him total control, if, if, if something went sideways in the room, let's say, it's a job he'd be interested in because he really, you know, from what I hear, uh, you know, it, it, I know that people are very high on, on that quarterback. And a lot of people think he's going to excel at an extremely high level. Again, I didn't have the privilege of evaluating him because I was only sleeping about two or three hours a night uh, as it was doing that work for, the, uh, for, for Bruce Allen and the Redskins. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know people just did it like, Oh, this guy's the best, the best thing we've seen at quarterback. And, and I said, well, yeah, that that includes like you know, like talking about Brady. You talk about this guy, that, and they're like, yeah, just you know, wait and see, watch, watch what he does. So yeah, I, I can't say enough good things based on what I've heard from people I trust. But we, I have a chance to evaluate it myself. But obviously, we saw what he did in college, and uh, I, I think the bars that as high as this guy goes to the, the, the season beyond. That's what I like to hear. Daniel, I appreciate it, man. I've got so many more questions for you. I want to have you back on the podcast if you have the time in the future. Football is right around the corner, and we cannot wait. We are diehard football fans. We are diehard, I mean, fantasy football and obviously our teams and everything like that. Um, I hope you can come on again. We appreciate you taking the time, and best of luck to you, man. Hey, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you to our listeners. And remember, whatever your dream is, it is possible. And possible is just a word in the dictionary. Just wave the punter off the field and go for your dream. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Daniel Kelly, everybody. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, have a good night, man. Hello, Fucking leave her. My life is a movie directed by Tarantino. Charlie is a dancer. I'm not talking Billy Jean. Oh, oh fuck, we know. Like you don't know, keep it on the low low. Told a nigga lay low, seven digits on the payroll. Speaking guapa needs the guapo. Skirt up to hoe with a tint though. I don't want no friends though. I don't trust many men, and I got a small circle. It's me and many bands. I get a pack and I did it again. I ain't gon' lie, I ain't go to France. Your nigga been busy, I didn't get a chance. Busy finna hit and make a nigga dance. And shorty, she a diva, she a diva. Got shots like a cheetah, like I'm on the Lisa. And we shoot in a movie, that's my life, I can teach ya Never lie, don't mean I preach ya They talk, don't believe em That little bitch a diva, fucking leave her My life is a movie directed by Tarantino Shawty is a dancer, I'm not talking Billy Jean Oh, oh, fuck, we know But it don't phase me And I got your bitch on the face me She been a dub lately She changed but it don't change me I show up to the show and they pay me Get a drip on my skin to the Macy's Counter records and nigga get lazy Bang man, bang man Yeah that's what they call me 23 should be all on my back The way that I be ballin' All these signs of me away Look nigga I ain't wanting. Low key yeah I'm wanting. Yo bitch yeah she wanting. That look bitch a diva Fucking leave her. My life is a movie directed by Tarantino. Charlie is a dancer. I'm not talking Billy Jean. Oh, oh, fuck. We know. I was right. These are.
Hello? So I finally listened to uh, Call Her... What's Call, Call Her Daddy, Call that her podcast. Daddy. Yeah. We did talk about that when we were in Gallenberg. Did we? Did we? we? Yeah. So remember... Um, our friends JC and Emily, Jason and Emily yeah. were talking about it. What about I, it? What'd you think, Connor? Call her daddy well, podcast. At first, I was just curious about the uh, the whole beef that was going on, and that's, that's the only reason me. I listened. Yep, that's why. I and listened. then I listened to the one with Miley Cyrus, and I, I haven't was listened like, to that one yet. I was yeah. kind of out on it, but then I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But I don't know. I might listen to another one. So you listened to the whole thing? No. What like they talk about? Twenty minutes. What they talk about? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I they talk about her music and shit at first, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this. But they were talking about how Miley Cyrus just like had some dildos chilling. Have you guys ever yeah. listened to Call so Her Daddy before? I, actually, yesterday, the first time I listened to the Miley Cyrus one, because the fucking ad kept coming up on yeah, something I was listening to. Yeah, they promote that one hardcore. So I was like, uh, I'll give it a shot. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, Miley Cyrus uses dildos. You listened to the whole thing? Yeah. Miley Cyrus uses dildos as decor in her house. Yeah. What the fuck? Could you Pretty imagine weird. walking in somebody's house and there's just a giant dick sitting on like the entry table as you walk in? So this is our blooper segment. If you're, if it's you're the hand sanitizer, so. you just got to get a <laughs> rub. <laughs> blooper segment is definitely um, 18 and up. This so. isn't even the topic I had for bloopers. So I listened to Call Her Daddy because Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool, got on there and was like, there's this whole feud. They were breaking up, whatever. So then I was like, all right. So now I'm going to listen to the girl side of it. So I started listening to the girls podcast and it was like, Fuck this, pussy this, sex, oh, yeah, blowjobs, handjobs, like boyfriends, <clears throat> girlfriends, and I'm just like, whoa. And Miley Cyrus lives by ELE also. <laughs> I bet she does. <laughs> she doesn't discriminate. She I'll she loves she everybody. Does. What do you got then, Connor? If that wasn't your bloopers, then we're in the bloopers right now. Okay, so this is the topic I want to talk about. <laughs> so this happened when we were on out in Tennessee. We'll talk about Tennessee later, but <clears throat> Cody uh, learned for the first time what uh, what, <laughs> what, uh, what pulling out means. So we're well, all, he's got two kids. We were aware of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we're all hanging around. He's you never, know. Didn't no, know, listen, not listen, a listen. Clue. We're all hanging around. Well, it was us three. We're playing pool, right? We're talking about some stuff, and uh, we talked about pulling out. And Cody's like, "So you guys just like." Pull out and don't finish. Like blue balls. Me and Matt just look at each other and like, wait, that's not what pulling out means. So I legitimately thought put my pull out game strong when people say that, meaning like you just got fucking blue balls like a motherfucker. So you've been thinking that for like ten years. At least. Or twenty way in. At least, yeah. That's hilarious. So, I mean, I thought you guys just had blue balls. Right? No, it, goes, it goes more than just inside. You can I got put that. it anywhere. You guys, ex- you give guys it, the, give it the shower, buddy. <clears throat> Let it rain. Hey, mm-hmm. Shout out to birth control. So, cheers. I'll drink to that. Yeah, fuck, well, my girl's not. Shout out to Trojan. Yeah. Sponsorship. Probably not. <clears throat> All right. Might get, might get one from Manscaped though. Yeah, that was sweet. Quite a bit of tweets Maybe. going out. I just bought some stuff from them, so. All right, so what we're going to do here... Oh, you got the... What is it, lawnmower? I got the lawnmower 3.0. Hell yeah. 3.0. Trimmed it up. (laughs) He's silky smooth. All right. (laughs) Let's have a show. 